Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The portion of God's Word that is the focus of our attention today is a part of the Gospel reading from John chapter 1. Please rise as we hear the end of that passage again. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his own brother Simon and say to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Thus far the text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Make us holy through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. If I wanted to draw attention to something, I could be loud about it and point and shout, but we don't always have to be so obvious. There are some things that are just obvious by nature. In his Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached, and it's recorded in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, one of the things he talked about there was he gave this example of a city set on a hill. Something that's pretty obvious, right? If you were driving down the road in nice central Iowa and all of a sudden you saw this huge hill and a city on top of it, well, that would be pretty hard to miss, wouldn't it? It's very obvious. And in the same way, Jesus says that we are to be obvious about the fact that we are Christians, that we are his children, his people. When he spoke in the Sermon on the Mount about this city set on the hill, he had just talked about that we are the light of the world. And then he went on and he said, So let your light shine before people that they may see the good you do and praise your Father in heaven. So that's what we're going to think about today is letting our light shine. That's one of the recurring themes of this season of Epiphany as we think about how the wise men came, they saw Jesus, and then they returned home and undoubtedly spread the news of what they had seen. They let their light shine in that respect. Let's think about being obvious about the fact that we are Christians, that we are God's people. Let your light shine, especially to those who are close to you. The first way that we're to let our light shine is simply by following Jesus. Another way of saying that is to think about this question. Is it obvious that you are a follower of Christ? Is it obvious to your family, your friends, your classmates, your neighbors, your co-workers that you're a Christian? Can they tell that just by looking at you, by what you do and, and what you say? We might as well admit it, it's not always so obvious, is it? Maybe we think to ourselves, well, my friends can tell I'm a Christian because I go to church on Sundays. Maybe. But what about the rest of the week? What do your actions during the week say about the person that you are? Now, I'm not saying this to make you paranoid about every single thing that you do, but can your friends and, and your neighbors spot you as a follower of Jesus simply by watching what you do, simply by listening to what you say? Is it just as obvious as it was for Jesus that, that he had Andrew and Philip following him? Is it just as obvious that we 
follow Jesus to the people around us. We get into situations when we're probably tempted to hide the fact that we're a follower of Jesus. Would we want everyone to see what kind of, of movies or videos we watch? Now, it's not like we can't delete our browsing history or, or it's not like your entire friend group is always sitting on the couch with you watching Netflix. But what does what appears on our screens tell us and tell others about the type of people that we are? What about the music we listen to? What about the books that we read? What about what we let our kids watch? What about the language that we use, especially in, in highly charged emotional situations? The movies that we watch, the music we listen to, the things that we say, these things don't always let our light shine very well. And sometimes, let's face it, sometimes we don't feel like letting our light shine as a Christian. Now, I mentioned before that I'm not trying to make you paranoid about somebody always watching what you're doing or listening to what you're saying. Sometimes we feel that way. It's easy enough to feel that way, to feel like we're always on guard and that we can't ever let our guard down and just kind of be a normal person. But those sorts of thoughts are really missing the point. Sure, our light might get dimmed a little, might even get blocked off periodically. But that doesn't mean that we've stopped being a Christian. We know that whenever we sin, whenever our light isn't shining the way that we know we want it to, we have forgiveness. We go to Jesus, we ask Him to forgive us for the sake of, of His work for us. And He does. He forgives us so that our light can continue to shine. And on top of that, remember who we are. We are Christians. That's our identity. We are blood-bought souls of Christ who shed His blood for us. We have the power because of that to overcome any temptation that comes our way. We can look temptation in the eye and say, no, I don't have to do this because of who I am. James even says in his letter, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Again, through his death on the cross, Jesus forgives us for all the times that we do give in to temptation. He forgives us for all the times that we are ashamed of him. So we can be bold about following him, being the people that we are. So let your light shine simply by following Jesus. Be his child, his disciple. Be what he has made you. Another thing we need to do in order to let our shine, our light shine to the, to the people that we know is to listen to Jesus. Now, did you catch that in the gospel reading that, that the disciples were listening to Jesus? It doesn't say it specifically, but it does say they came and saw where he was staying. They stayed with him that day. What do you think they were doing all day? They weren't just hanging out. And we have to think that Jesus was taking this opportunity to teach the disciples who he was. That he was indeed the Messiah as John had proclaimed him to be. I'm sure they were full of all kinds of questions 
about what that meant. And so Jesus took this opportunity to explain that, yes, everything prophesied in the Old Testament about the Messiah, that comes true, that is fulfilled in me. What a chance for Jesus to begin to explain how the Scriptures talked about Him. And these, these newfound disciples of Jesus, they listened to Him. Listening to Jesus. That's one of the main things that we do every Sunday when we come here for worship. Think about it. In the liturgy, we are listening to Jesus because the liturgy is either straight from Scripture or it reflects what Scripture teaches. Same thing with our hymns. They reflect Christian teaching. We hear Jesus speaking to us in His lessons. The sermon is an explanation of what Jesus has said. So we're still listening to Him. And isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that we have this opportunity to come here for an hour every week to listen to Jesus? But what about the other 167 hours during the week? How much time during the week do we spend listening to Jesus? Now, you've heard me mention this topic before, but are you using some of your time during the week to read and study God's Word? If you are, keep it up. God blesses you through that. God makes you stronger in your faith through your study of His Word. God the Holy Spirit is going to work in that Word in you. He's going to continue to, to build you up. He's going to continue to make you stronger. Paul says in Romans that the gospel is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. But if this, this present hour of the week is really about the only time that you listen to, to Jesus during the week, I'm not going to put you on a guilt trip and say that you're less of a Christian, but I am going to encourage you going to encourage you to take some time to try to listen, to try to study God's Word during the week. Maybe even 10 minutes a day. Now maybe you don't think you have time to spare. We know all of us are busy. Our schedules are packed. We have time crunches all the time. But can't we take just a little bit of time to take into account God's Word, to read and study God's Word. Consider how God is going to bless that time. Now, I'm not saying He's going to make you rich or, or wealthy or that He's going to heal all of your diseases just because you do, but He is going to bless you through your study of His Word. God says in Isaiah 55 that His Word shall accomplish whatever I please and it will succeed in the purpose for which I sent it. How is God going to work through His Word in your life? I don't know. But He will bless it. Now you've seen in the bullet in the last few weeks a link to a, a three-year uh, reading plan to get through the Bible in, in three years. You don't have to follow that plan. You can follow whatever plan that you want or you can just take a part of God's Word every day and, and read a little bit. It is going to be a blessing for you. And if you miss a day or two, no worries. Just get back on it as soon as you can. Now, lest you think I'm off on a tangent, remember we're talking about listening 
to Jesus. Listening to him as one of his followers. We listen to him so that our faith, our trust in him is made stronger. So that the light that he has put into us shines more brightly. So that we can share that light with the people who are around us. Especially the people who are close to us. Our, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors. We listen so that we can be better lights shining in this world of darkness so that others will have the chance to know what we know, that Jesus is Savior, our Savior. So we can be even more direct than letting our light shine to the people we know. We, we follow, we listen, but we can also bring others to Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his own brother Simon and say to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Now we're getting in, <clears throat> excuse me, into a little more scary territory, right? Actually talking about bringing someone to Jesus, maybe inviting them to church, maybe talking to them about what you believe. That can be scary stuff. It might not be something that you're particularly fond of well why not well if your friend says no maybe you're afraid that you're you've damaged that relationship what if you start talking religion with your neighbor and that neighbor treats you like you've just insulted his mother what if well we can what if ourselves so much that we'll never do anything to bring our friends to jesus Let's shift gears for just a moment. I want you to think about your best friend. Humanly speaking, your best friend. And just put that person in your mind for just a moment. What kind of things do you do with your best friend? Well, maybe you, you go shopping. Maybe you go to games. You talk. Maybe you go to parties. Maybe you take a walk. You talk. Maybe you go to a movie. You talk. Maybe you do all kinds of things, and you talk. Now notice what I mentioned in that list four different times, that you talk. You share all kinds of things with your best friend, including talking with them. And so why wouldn't you share with that person the best news that they could ever hear? If, if you hear about something spectacular, you hear about a, a sale online that no one can miss, you your team defeats the number one team in the country and they were highly underrated, your team was. You share that news. You get an A on a test. You share that news. You find out that you have re your, your cancer is in remission. You share that news. And that's how it was for Andrew. He couldn't help it. He couldn't help but share the news that Jesus was finally here, the Messiah. The promised Savior was finally here. Remember, these guys and their forefathers had been waiting their entire lives for Jesus to come. And now, here he was. And Andrew couldn't help himself. He goes, he finds his brother and says, we found the Messiah. Now, maybe you don't think it's a fair comparison to put ourselves in, in Andrew's sandals. After all, many of us have been born and raised knowing 
who Jesus is, knowing and trusting in him as Savior. We've been going to church our entire lives. But is there any better news than the news of a Savior? And not just our Savior, but everyone's Savior. Your friend's Savior, your, your family member's Savior, your neighbor's Savior. And the thing is, we don't have to convince anyone of anything. Look what Andrew did. He simply went, he got his brother and brought him to Jesus. That's letting our light shine also. Simply bringing people to Jesus. We can invite them to come to church where they're going to hear the word. We can tell them what it is that we believe. Sharing God's word with them. God's word about our Savior. Doing whatever we can to let them know that that their sins have been paid for by Jesus also. So when we're thinking about letting our light shine with the people that we know, our friends, our, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, we don't have to be loud and obnoxious about it. We can simply be who we are. We, be our, we can be ourselves. No false fronts, no preaching, just a pure and simple desire to share the best news ever. We care about the people who are around us. We want them to know what we know. We want them to have the forgiveness and the life that we have. And through Christ, you have that light. You have that life within you. And through Him, through His power, you share that light with others. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.